invite you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Hi, welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here today with Cecilia Westmacott, who I call C. Yeah. So can I call you C through the internet? Kind of <laughs> welcome along to the radio show. Thank you. And now C is a bariatric nurse specialist. And I'm really fascinated because obviously um, you're on a TV show at the moment. Um, what's it called? So it's the Big Ward. It's, it's the, the second, big... second series and that's on TV2 Thursday 8 o'clock. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, <laughs> Great. I'll, um, I'll um, make sure that we all get that information at the end too. Um, and so what's it like being on TV nowadays? Uh it's not too bad, actually. Um, when we did do the filming, which was over a course of two years, uh, the film crew followed me with the patients, but uh, I'm one that hates having my photograph taken, but I didn't mind being in front of the camera because I was able to just be me and put my nursing hat on and didn't have to think about having to pose for cameras, so I coped with it quite well. Oh, well done. <laughs> that's really good. Um, so that's called The Big Award on TV2 at 8pm on a Thursday. So yes. that's great. All right, I'll mention that again at the end. Now, being a bariatric nurse specialist, that sounds really interesting, but what, um, for those that don't know, what is bariatric nursing? So bariatric is... Um, so, uh, surgery for the morbidly obese patient. So it's patients that are over and above 35 BMI, body mass index, but they've gone through a course of uh, weight loss, um, diets, all sorts, and, and they've had a couple of years where they've never been able to lose that weight or they've regained the weight, um, and they've got other comorbidities or health problems. So that's like uh, a high blood pressure sleep apnea, where they're snoring a lot at night, waking up in the morning feeling absolutely exhausted, um, fertility problems, um, diabetes, especially diabetes big. Um, and these patients have got all of these other health challenges going on because of their weight. And the, the ideal is get that weight down and they can't get it down naturally, so they've moved forward for surgery, which is removing uh, some of their stomach. And because you've removed most of, most of the two thirds of their stomach, they can only eat small quality quantities of food. But it's the quality of food that they're putting in. So the quality is really important, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, is there a lot of education that's needed around this, like before and post surgery, like pre and post surgery? Or? Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's must um, initially the GP will make the referral to um, uh, the hospital, then the surgeon will meet them, and then they put them into my hands and our bariatric dietitians and it's between myself and the dietitians that we go through what their lifestyle is what the work-life balance is like what their food choices are what what is it that's caused them to be overweight which is a multiple of sins um people people see um people assume if you're overweight you're just eating too much and when you start peeling the onion you realise that there's a lot of issues going on for people. Um, So it's working with them before they go through for surgery, getting them to meet some goals, looking at what they're doing from a food and exercise point of view. And after surgery it's 
making sure that they're heading in the right direction. What are they doing with their eating? Because we really promote uh, high protein, low carbohydrate, getting the exercise going, making sure that they're drinking enough. Um, and that's interesting in itself. If some people go off track because things aren't working for them in life, or yeah, that can yeah. happen a lot, isn't it? There's yeah. things out there like emotional eating. There's all sorts huge. of yeah, yeah. huge, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you look at the emotional component uh, to yes. that as well? Yep, yep. Yeah, um, we, At the moment, the service doesn't have uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. That's on my wish list um, because that is something that really we would benefit hugely with in, in our practice. I know it's in the UK and the US, um, all of the services have a psychologist and I think we, we would benefit hugely for that. Because I know, because I do a lot of the mind-body component, you know, decoding the body's messages. So I know that with um, when you're overweight or um, obese, or there's, there's generally a protection mechanism going on. Do yes. you find that? Do you yes. actually see that? Yeah, yeah very much so. Interesting, you, um, you see... Can see that more after they've had the surgery and, they, and they've lost that weight. And some patients, n- not um, huge amounts, small percentage, but they really struggle with uh, with them looking smaller, thinner. Um, they haven't had that. They haven't got that protection around them anymore, and they really want to go back to. So now they're more in the limelight. People are noticing them yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah, And before they had that protection of being overweight, that no one looked at them, no one commented about the weight. Um, the husband felt or partner felt secure because they're overweight and they weren't threatened and now suddenly here's this hottie that's looking fabulous and, and, and feeling good feeling and feeling great. confident yeah. and, and sort yeah. of the whole personality coming oh, out. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that can have its challenges with, with relationships of this isn't the same person that I married or and and some some patients really need a lot of help with that and understanding of this is this is what's happening, why it's happening and but not to um, sabotage themselves and mm. go back. Wow. It's, it, that is actually really interesting, isn't it? So there's so many components to this. Yes. And so you, as a new specialist in this area, have to really look at holistically at this person yes. and make sure that they're getting what they need and with the resources you've got, of course. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and that's where it's, you, you, the more that you work with the patient, the more that they get the confidence in you. Um, and in our dietitians at the more that we can find out about them and we can help them sooner rather than later. Uh, one of the areas that we find is patients that don't come back to clinic are usually the ones that are the, what need our, mo- our help the most mm-hmm. and, and they're the ones that we're trying to pull back and say, come on, we can help you here and get you back on track. Yeah, so even if you're not doing exactly what you need to be doing at the right time, come back and see us anyway yes. because we need to know, yes. you know, yeah. wh- why that is. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so it sounds like it's, um, is it a growing industry? Oh, huge is an understatement. Um, the Middlemore started their um, service, bariatric service in 2007 and this started off with, uh, I think it was 20-odd patients and it's just grown so every now um every year we do about 160 bariatric surgeries alone wow uh, and and we were in demand we, we could we could probably do that the three times over with the, the the number of patients that are coming through but we just don't have the resources 
Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I didn't realise the numbers were, were that high. But um, to make such a difference in someone's life is incredible, isn't it? Because to see that before and the after, I guess if you followed someone all the way through from the the pre-op or from yeah. the actual first visit and then all the preparation for pre-op and then following them all the way through, it actually must be really exciting to see that transformation. Oh, it's, it's a transformation. It's rewarding. Seeing, seeing these people um, that... They don't have those health issues anymore. That they, as soon as we've discharged them home from hospital, their diabetes medication has stopped. Their blood sugars are under control. Just like that. Just like that. Wow. Um, their blood pressure is trending downwards. And patients before, where they would would rattle because of the amount of drugs that they are on, now are only taking their two multivitamins a day and. They are just a, a, a new person with new life, um, renewed health. Uh, just listening to the families talking of what they're doing now with the children where before they, they couldn't get up and go out and play. They've got more energy levels. Um, small things, they can tie their shoelaces, which oh. you, to you and I, we don't think about. No. They can cross the legs, which... They're small little things, but you listen to people talk about it, and, and it, it does bring tears to your eyes when you listen to these guys and and see the difference. It's just amazing. Well, and these are all the things that we just don't realise what's involved, and in, you know, and carrying all this weight on the shoulders. I mean, it must be quite liberating in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. hugely, hugely. Yeah. Um, it's. It's an eating disorder. Mm. Um, people that are over, overweight, um, people don't realise that. They, they, there's numerous things that people have have come to this um, that they've put on the weight. Maybe it's because of sexual abuse. It could be the mum that is just so busy being busy that she she's the last one that sorts out um, her, mm-hmm. her meal of late at night. And it's usually what what's quick and easy and that's in the cupboard. Or it's the the chap that's working long hours and um, just hasn't got the work life balance right. Uh, there's there's so many things sedentary that, job and things yeah. like that as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just the whole fact it's like a whole perfect storm of things, isn't it? In a way, yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so that is um, the TV show is called The Big Ward. It's on Thursdays, TV2 at 8 p.m. That's right. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. And I'll say that one more time at the end as well. (laughs) So obviously, um, so we're kind of finding out a little bit about what you're up to. Is there anything else you're up to at the moment? Or is it sort of just coping with work and... and, um, Uh, Coping with work at the moment and then just... um, being a, a wife and a mum, coping <laughs> <laughs> with coping with a husband. <laughs> yeah. That's um, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's neat. And I know you've just built a house, and yes. so finishing all of that off. Yeah. So that's really cool. So it sounds like a busy life. Now, what inspired you to get started in nursing all those years ago? So just to backtrack, um, C's got um, a history as an intensive care um, intensive care nurse. Yes, um, you're also on the transplant team as well. Yes, um, so. You You've had quite an amazing career as a nurse. So um, what started that all off all those years ago? Uh, My mum was a nurse. Mm -hmm. um, And I suppose all those years ago there there weren't many options for for girls. It was either nursing, teaching or secretary. Um, And initially I I went out doing the hotel reception work um, and then got involved with the charity with um, taking sick overseas. And, and actually, 
really it's slotted in quite nicely working with the, with the disabled and and um, I actually applied from a nurse training without telling my mum. Oh, really? I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm doing this on my own. I don't. I'm not riding on your coat, um, coattails. coattails. Yeah. So I applied. For, for Applied for nursing, and I initially thought that I'd like to go down the midwifery track. Mm. Um, and until I got more involved with nursing, and as my career progressed, um, that uh, there were so many options. And, and that was in that's thirty plus years ago. Uh, and, and I look at now the options that nurses have of, of the other specialities that have branched out. Bariatric nursing certainly wasn't wasn't there when I started. I know I can remember when I was nursing all those years ago. We actually did in Hawke's Bay, um, I was in theatre, working in operating theatre, and we did the first bariatric um, surgery there. I still remember that yeah. um, because it was groundbreaking, yeah. you know, um, way back then. So, yeah, yeah it's amazing. And, and at that time it would have been um, open surgery, wouldn't it? It, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the keyhole surgery that you're doing now. No, it was, so there was a lot more risk involved yeah. Yeah, with yeah. that. So it's amazing, this yeah. keyhole surgery. Yeah. yeah. So I, I qualified and... Um, it was, I was looking to, to move out and go to another hospital and um, it was my mum that actually saw uh, a, a post for Guy's Hospital in London and said, why don't you go there? Go to the teaching hospital, you can't, can't, can't go wrong there, which was on the heart-lung ward. And they were closely aligned with the intensive care unit and it was from there that I did my intensive care nurse training, got involved. So I was in intensive care for about 20-odd years. Wow. Um, saw some amazing, amazing recoveries. Saw some very sad mm, and a bit, sad yeah. deaths. Um, something that I, I, would, I will always... Um, I, I used to come home and my husband always took us on board. Was, I'd say that it was a good death. Of, that was something that we always prided ourselves on our unit, that that we were there with the family and with the patient and that, that they had a, a good end-of-life care. Yeah, because um, yeah. it's so important, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, because sometimes there is nothing you can do. Everyone's done everything. Absolutely, yeah. And that must be frustrating. Yeah, um, frustrating but rewarding because you know that you've done everything and mm. you've looked under every stone and 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 known that there's nothing else that you can do mm, that's that's really yeah. interesting now we're just going to take a little break for some music um we're going to uh, just stop for a cold play and we'll yeah. be right back on remarkable woman radio thank Lovely. you
Welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with Cecilia Westmacott, or C, as I love to call her. Um, so, C, you were just telling us a little bit about your career. So, obviously, as an intensive care specialist nurse, so you've been in the intensive care arena for a long time. Yes. And then now, and then you switched to the transplant team here yes. in New Zealand yes. when you moved here. Yes. So let's just backtrack a little bit. Just tell us, you know, you moved um, to New Zealand um, how long ago? 14 years ago. 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, initially, uh, it was it was my husband. Uh, he he lived over here as a nine-year-old when his dad fitted the, the mainframe computer for... The mainframe the computer, the only computer. <laughs> um, I can't remember the company, but in Wellington. Mm-hmm. And he was here for a year, loved it with a passion. Um, and I'd always said he'd come back to New Zealand. So he, at the time, was made redundant at Barclays Bank and he said, let's go out and let's see. So we came over to New Zealand for two years initially um, of let's go and see and try it. And if we like it, great. If not, we can come back. Because it, um, it was me that actually was the one that was like, I don't know that I can do this because I, I come from a big family that... We're very close. So we came, we saw, we we actually settled, we, we fell in love. 
Um, and it was through working in, in the intensive care unit that the um, transplant coordinated post came up and I got involved with that. So I worked with us um, on that role for five years um, and then moved to Middlemore Hospital, uh, which, um, which was... Uh, a really great experience actually working with Middlemore. It's a, it's a very forward-thinking, um, can-do hospital, um, mm-hmm. very friendly. Um, and I've um, I've just gone from strength to strength working with the team there because they've just been incredibly supportive. And is the super clinic where you work with the bariatric surgery, is that part of Middlemore, is that? That's right, that's okay. right. So it's part, yes, oh, that's where, where the yeah. elective surgery happens at the super clinic. Wow. And, um, okay, so we could go into all sorts of um, things about the surgery and that, but we probably won't for our listeners' (laughs) sake. Um, So, anyway, so 14 years, so your two years that you thought you would be in New Zealand has now suddenly become 14 years. Yes. My goodness, that time, that is flown, isn't it? It's it's incredible. Now, um, what are you currently working on that you're really excited about? Uh, We... At the moment, we've got a, a a patient booklet, so it's it, and that's been in in place since I started. And I realised that we needed to really break this down and do it in different components, so that it was at the right right time for the patient. So Middlemore are running a health literacy project, and I'm involved with the team there. And it means that we're going to have a nicer booklet that all patients can work with. That it's not just wordy a wordy booklet is going to have uh, pictures but more importantly it's something that the patient can have long term and and it will really work for them uh, and I'm excited about that because it's it's um, it's not just me that's going to create this I'm, I'm getting a focus group up and going which will include patients before surgery and after and our surgeons and our other team that we can all really work together and make this a really great for patients. So is it like a workbook for them? So it's yes. an information and a workbook yes. and it's it's kind of it's, it's a way of them almost recording their whole journey through this because that would be amazing it's all in one place where yeah. they can see where they've come from, yeah. all the, the trials and tribulations and the well the ups and downs stay in the middle and then also you know as they come through all of that. that Absolutely would be yeah really um, and it's going to involve goal setting as well for patients and, and food diaries because they can realise of Okay, I was really stressed on this day and that's where it all went horribly wrong. And, and okay, so how are we going to manage that stress? So we, we've identified them for the patient. This is These are the areas that you need to focus on and we can help you through this. You might have to put some recipes in this book as well. I'm it might become that. a real all-in-one. <laughs> I, am, I am thinking that. I think that. it could be quite huge, actually. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think all of us have those days when we're like, oh, my God, what are I going to have for dinner? Yeah. And, and you know, and you just reach for something rather than going, okay, that's all pre-done. It's yeah. done. It's all, it's yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need someone like Jess's underground kitchen yeah. just down the road that you can just go and grab it. It's yeah. all done. Yeah, I mean, that's how my food bag and things like that have just got so big oh, because yeah. they're really, they're solving that problem. Of um, and what I love about that is with my food bag, Nadia was a dietitian at Auckland Hospital. Oh. So she's actually getting the right components for that. And, and that's where I'd like to see of something from a bariatric point of view so that we know that they're still getting the right components in their diet even when they leave us 
That's brilliant, and because yeah. it is—it's the post-operative care. It's the—it's what happens six months, a year, two years down track that makes all the difference, yes, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah. Because making the decision to have the surgery is massive, yeah. But also making the decision to support yourself and back yourself through that is really important yeah, too. Yeah, cool. And it's not an easy decision. People no. think it is that it's a cop out that um, people have had the surgery, but but no, it's not an easy journey. No, I can imagine it's not. Wow. Now, do you have a guiding principle or theme for your life? Do you find there's sort of a common theme that sort of comes through? Yeah, usually it's uh, I'll find out I've got a passion for something and then once I'm passionate about it, there's there's no stopping me. Um, and that's where my ideas start mushrooming and, um, and I go away. I do self-reflect an awful lot. Even even after a day at work and I come back and think about the patients and could I have managed them differently? Um, I'm one of those that gets on and does it mm-hmm. and, and I, I finish the job. Um, I'm not one of those that starts and then just leaves. I'm, I'm, I'm the world's worst for that. I've, just, I've got to finish the job. Is that part of being a Scorpio, is it, do you think? I think it is. I think it is. I'm married to a Scorpio. He's exactly the same. Very project-orientated. Yeah, yeah. That's great. No, I love that. Um, Now, because for a remarkable woman, when they are in life and in business, there's times when stuff and in inverted commas comes up you know there's the proverbial hits the fan and and it's times when we can't pretend that it's all okay anymore mm. so do you have any advice for our listeners that might be listening to you today that when the proverbial hits the fan what do you do i believe in myself and and um and the proverbial has hit the fan with me before now and and it's really made me question uh, was I wrong in in doing? What am I? Am I the baddie? But I've really stopped and gone. No, you know what? I'm. I'm. I've been me. I've been honest throughout. Very transparent, and stayed professional. Mm-hmm. Um, but just believe in yourself and know that. Um, and and have your friends and family around you that are positive that know you as a person. Um, that can really guide you and, and set you straight and say no, you're you're right, you are, yeah, you 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 are, you've not gone off course. That's brilliant, isn't it? Because sometimes when we're either accused or undermined or or whatever happens, we begin to doubt ourselves, yes. don't we? And that is in that you do, you have to stand back and just go, you know what? No, I'm. Well, it's part of your guiding principle, isn't it? To be transparent and, and to just be straightforward yes. and and just go, no, actually, that is my truth. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's it, Mandy. I'm, I'm one of those that it's... Um, um, I, um, I, I speak my mind um, and sometimes that's got me into trouble because I've, I've, so, <laughs> I've been too too vocal. But, but at the same time, it's... Um, people know where I'm coming from, um, and and they know what what my my mm-hmm. beliefs are. Yeah, and that's and that's so important, isn't it? Because so often we are too afraid to say something or trying to be nice all the time. But actually, if we're all a bit more straightforward, it's a lot easier. Yes, yeah. yeah. And certainly, when I went when the proverbial hit the fan, I I did go back in on myself, and I did I didn't. Um, I went very quiet. I lost a lot of confidence, and then, for what I found was the more that I I reflected and um, and realised that 
No, I, I believe in myself and I know that's true. Um, my confidence has has come back and flourished. Brilliant. And you've gone off in quite a different direction too, which can often yeah. happen through that. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. Um, well, actually, we've got about whew, a minute and a half here. So with expanding your comfort zone, those times that you've had to, what have you learnt as a result of that? Uh, I can do that. I can, when I put my mind to it, I can do it. Great. Um, yeah. The, Brilliant. Nothing will stop me. Well, yeah. love it. <laughs> okay, so see what's most remarkable about what you do and who you are. And we've got literally a minute to, to go, so sorry to put you on the spot like this. Uh, I think I'm uh, I'm just C. Everyone knows me as C. Just um, open, honest, um, passionate about uh, about areas of my life. Um, as Mandy will know, as if it's not my horses or my dog or dogs, it's um, it's my job. Um, it's uh, believing yourself and, and having that can-do attitude. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me Thanks today on Remarkable Woman Radio. Don't forget that you can see C on the Big Award on TV2 at 8pm on Thursdays. So thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Monday. You have been listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. You can catch us again next Tuesday at 3.15 on 104.6 FM or anytime on planetaudio.org.nz forward slash Remarkable Woman. We'll see you then.